Hey, it's Kaylee and Paige Chambers. And this is the Uniquely Us Moms podcast. After our co-parenting relationship being called weird, unorthodox, and straight out of a goddamn TLC show, we decided it was time to show and share our unique co-parenting life to help break the stigma of amicable, cooperative, and friendly co-parenting. Each episode, we talk about how we got here, as our relationship wasn't always this way, our experiences, tips, tricks, and resources, and we share how we continue to foster this relationship. Join us while we talk about what works for us in our blended family. Maybe you'll find something that works for you and your family. What may sound weird to you is our normal and makes us unique. Are you a mom, stepmom, dad, or stepdad that feels alone, lost, and maybe unsure of how to make your co-parenting team work? Are you looking for others like you? Do you want resources and tools from people who have been in your shoes? Are you looking to just share your experience and get some support? If any of those things resonate with you, we have the place for you. The Uniquely Us Moms Support Portal is available through Facebook. It is an exclusive group of parents and step-parents just like you. The group is private and allows you to post anonymously. There are resources, lives, and all kinds of features available to members only. Want to get in the group? Check out the link in the episode description. No, Kaylee, I do not want to build a snowman. Come on. No. Come on. No. I know there's not enough snow, but like, come on. (laughs) Hey guys. How's everyone today? We're good. We're dealing with whiny puppies. Yes. So somebody didn't come and take the puppies. <laughs> just one puppy. Well, yeah. Oh, in general, yes. I just meant, yeah. The child. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so quick life update. We still have the puppy named mm-hmm. Rip. Yeah. Um, Corbin has decided that he would like us to keep him. And Corbin has some growing up to do in order for us to do that. He has been given a little bit of an ultimatum by, well, from his father, but also from the rest of us as well. Not me. <laughs> I know, Paige is like, team, we're keeping him! <laughs> um, so we kind of, we want Corbin to, to kind of, if he wants to keep the puppy, it needs to be his responsibility, so we want him to step up and... Pay attention to him, let him outside, do all the things the puppies need, take him for walks. And and this morning was not a stellar example of that. I mean, it was not. No, I, I told him, Kate, get off your screens. I'm going to go take my dog Muzzy for a run. I said, I'll be, I'll be 15 minutes at the most. What happened? I came back. Puppy was running around with no one watching him. And Corbin was on his screen. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Consequence? Screen's taken away. For yes. The day. Yes. And he got the ultimatum of if you don't start stepping up with the puppy, then we are not keeping the puppy. To which I was not a privy to this conversation, may I add. <clears throat> well, it... Because Paige has been doing the majority of the shit with the puppy as it is, so. Yeah. Which is fine. I introduced the puppy into the house. But I would also like to point out that I was not the one that said we were keeping him. No, originally it was Brady. Yes. When I brought the puppy up to him the one day and was like, Brady, can we keep him? Not we as in like 
me, it was we as in like us. Yes. <laughs> Brady was like, oh, well, you know, I'm already starting to warm up to him. And, you know, he's not the dumbest dog. So, like, that's Brady saying that he likes the puppy. Fast forward two days. We're laying in bed at 10 o'clock at night. And, yes, we are those people that our dogs sleep in our bed. Some people are against it. I don't really care. My dogs cuddle with me. Brady doesn't cuddle me. It's yeah. a win-win situation. My dogs are in bed, too. So, so we have Macy, who is our 40-pound healer. Marley, who is our 67-pound lab. <laughs> my 3-pound Yorkie. And my 5-pound cat. <laughs> and then Rip. And Rip is 18 pounds now. He's a big boy. He is big. And Brady looked at me and he said, if you're keeping this goddamn puppy, one, I'm not going to be happy about it, he says with a smile on his face. Yeah. And two, we're going to need a California king-size bed. I'm like, okay, so I should start looking for this? He's like, yeah, and you're buying it. I'm like, but I also didn't suggest we keep the puppy. (laughs) Yeah, remember this isn't my idea? This sounds like it's your idea. I may or may not have brought it into the house, and I may or may not have subconsciously thrown this out there, but I never said it out loud. Do you know how many times he said that, like, how intelligent this puppy is? Like, of his own, like, doing. Like, mm-hmm. I've never brought it up, but in multiple conversations he has stated this. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of funny. Brady is definitely a dog person. Oh, yeah. 100%. As much as he's like, ugh, we don't need another dog. Right? I feel like we should do a whole episode on our dogs and their personalities. It would be hilarious. Oh, my God. They're part of our family. <laughs> oh, Lord. It'd be entertaining. What kind of voices they'd all have. Right? Macy would have a Mexican voice. For sure. <laughs> she absolutely would. <laughs> we call her our Mexican street fighting dog or the velociraptor. Yeah. Yeah, that Both is Both of them are very fitting. They are. They don't, absolutely are. Don't get a velociraptor, Steven. <laughs> It'll be fun, Steven. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. (laughs) Uh, I digress. Anyways, I mean, they all have their own personalities. But yes, so that is the puppy update. So he is still here, and he probably is not leaving, but our child has to step it up. Yeah. I'm still not 100% sure that he's actually going to be leaving. Even if. Even after the week, because Brady's going to forget when exactly he said this, and when exactly, what was a week, like two or three weeks from now, it'll be... And then it's too late. Yeah, and I'll be sorry. He's ours now. I've already taken him to the vet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've already yeah. claimed ownership. Yeah, yeah, he's on my account at the vet. Means he's mine. God damn it! <laughs> His last name is Chambers. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, anyways, you want a funny story of the day, guys? So his name is Rip. So. I was sitting there playing on words, and I came up with Ripley. Believe it or not, we got another dog. (laughs) I thought it was pretty hilarious. Oh, he is currently scratching my door. Good Lord. All right, well, that's that for that, then. Boundaries. They're a wonderful thing. Are they? Well, when you set them, they are. (laughs) Sounds like tiggers. Tiggers are wonderful things. That they are. (laughs) But no, boundaries are... Very wonderful things, as long as you have them in place and you both agree on them. Well, to some extent, I think. But, well, there's no agreeing. I think there's setting self-boundaries. So, let's get on that first. So, what is a boundary? A boundary is something that you 
have set in place to protect yourself, your power, your security, and your well-being. Agreed? Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think that's a pretty, like, broad definition, but... I think so. I think that there's boundaries as, like, an individual, boundaries as, like, a team, and then boundaries as... Like, I think that it kind of plays into a lot of levels of life. It's not just co-parenting, but co-parenting, mm-hmm. it's super important to set boundaries. Oh, yeah. It bridges into every part of your life, I guess, too. Yeah. And I think that, like, the thing that you need to know about boundaries is, like, they're not... They're a way of you respecting yourself. They're not meant to be an ultimatum. They're not meant to be a punishment. Like, they're no. there to protect you and to retain your control again. Yeah. And as long as those boundaries are respected. Yeah. So why would we set a boundary? For you to be comfortable. Yeah. Personally, like, I set boundaries, like... To make myself feel more in control again. Because I don't like being out of control. Mm-hmm. In any situation. Mm-hmm. I like maintaining a certain level of control. And when I feel powerless or when I feel like somebody is taking that away from me. Mm-hmm. It like hits some fear and insecurity. And mm-hmm. it's not cool. Would that be like... Would that... It- Example be like a, 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 a workspace kind of thing, like your work, like um, it can be, or it can be like, even like when we're parenting, like if I mm-hmm. don't feel like I'm in control of the situation, like mm-hmm. if, especially if it's me on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, prime example, mm-hmm. the other day when Corbin, if you follow us on our stories, um, on Saturday Corbin came into the kitchen and he said something about not coming to, um, my brother's wedding, which was a surprise. And the wedding was not Corbin saying this um, because he thought he could just stay at home and play on screens. And then I'm trying to have a conversation with him while Kaylee's doing my hair. And he blatantly, like, ignored me, disrespected me, and walked away. Well, he didn't. Yeah, he, like, he he wasn't looking you in the eye and he just decided he was going to the bathroom. Yeah. So, like, for me, a boundary in that respect was, like, approaching it as, one, I didn't feel in control because he disrespected me. And two... Like, I had to set up precedence of moving forward. This is how it's going to be. So that was my boundary. Mm-hmm. So I think it takes a lot of breaking it down to understand what that was. But, like, I didn't feel like I was in control of that situation when I should have been. Like, I should have been the adult in that situation. And mm-hmm. he decided to try and act like the more mature one and ignore the situation. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, like, you could have raised your voice and been like, Corbin. Yeah. Did, listen to me. Like, I'm talking to you. Don't walk away from me. Yeah. But... I think, I think I was so flabbergasted by the whole thing that I was like, well, I think you and I both have that small flaw where we're like, if how much it, is too much? It, yeah. And then where Brady will just be like, no, <laughs> no, like he does not let that pass. Like, yeah. But you and I are kind of the, what's that word? The, we're a little bit more pushovers. Pa- yeah. Or... And a little more passive. Like we're not, yeah. I, do, I am not the forefront leader in parenting I am like the push from behind Mm -hmm. I mean sometimes you'll really put your foot down it depends on the situation yes yes absolutely yeah but stuff that just comes out of like nowhere where you're like oh geez 
Yeah. It's like, crap, that caught me off guard. And can't bump over. Where is he going? <laughs> it's not coming out. I did not have my, myself collected enough to deal with this. Yeah. <laughs> so. For sure. Mm-hmm. But, though, for the most part, like, a boundary is a set of agreements and rules that you set for yourself to make yourself feel safe. So, mm-hmm. for me... I don't like being out of control to that situation. I was like, I am not in control of this conversation. And I should be because I asked a question. <laughs> and it's not answered. And he walked away. And he didn't even look at me. What do I do? Ask a say. This is not okay. No. <laughs> but I think that there's a lot of reasons that oftentimes as a parent or a co-parent, we don't want to set boundaries. Like, we are nervous to set boundaries. Yeah. Because we don't know. Well, it, especially if it's... If you're a, a new kind of step parent coming into a, you know, your whoever you're seeing has kids and you don't know how to like what what boundaries can you set like what where's the line that's drawn yeah um how you, you want to keep parent. the peace yeah and how how you want to make sure those kids respect you and don't you know uh, and you don't over, overstep. The other parent or... Yeah. Well, you don't want confrontation and you no. want to be seen as the good mom, good girlfriend, good wife. Or good... Yeah. You want to be seen in a good light because yeah. it's already a situation. If you're a step-parent, you have the double standard of having that well, bad light and that bad stigma well, attached exactly. to you. That other co-parent could really not like you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you don't want to come off. No, and oftentimes it's sometimes, like, in your head, it's sometimes easier to not set that boundary. Mm -hmm. The problem with not setting that boundary is that you're often making everybody else happy and meeting their want and needs, but you're not meeting your own. Mm -hmm. So then you start to resent a situation. Yeah. And I know for me, like, at the very beginning of, like, our co-parenting, like, when we weren't talking, Mm -hmm. I absolutely had that resentment from me putting, like, Corbin and Brady's needs above my own. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I didn't want to create, like, because I didn't want to answer Brady's phone if you called. Or mm-hmm. I didn't want to overstep and do some sort of parenting thing with Corbin that was off the wall for both of you. Mm-hmm. Like, I just wanted to maintain the peace because I didn't want the confrontation. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want that level of, like, not, like, insecure. But, like, I just wanted everybody to be cool. Yeah. In status quo. Because at the time, we were more, like, parallel parenting. Like... What happened in your house happened in your house, and what happened in ours happened in ours. And, like, there was some consistency between, but we were pretty well both emotionally disengaged from mm-hmm. the co-parenting relationship. Yeah. Yeah. What are you looking at my notes? Yeah, what do you got? Well, well I got. We're kind of just having a conversation. Well, I mean, like, I don't know. So, like, I just kind of. I said that boundaries are, are kind of something that's important that you need to... I'm more relating it to, like, the co-parenting side of it, though. Like, I'm not relating it to the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. I didn't think about that. <laughs> she didn't think outside the box. Kaylee didn't okay. branch out. Kaylee has a box. Here's my boundary, guys. I have a box. She stays in the comfort zone box. <laughs> I have my box. She stays within the lines. <laughs> I stay in my box. I call her within the lines. And... I'd be a good girl. <laughs> I'm the free thinker that's like, oh my god, we're over here. Yeah. Oh my god, we're yeah. over there. Yeah. yeah. If you could see me, I'd be looking, you'd be able to see my eyeballs, like, looking at her like, okay, I have to go with this. Okay. 
I think she's also discovering things as we're talking that she never knew. So she's like, huh. I'm learning. <laughs> what Thanks. the hell? <laughs> learning. <laughs> what did you learn today, Kaylee? Wow. <laughs> I learned that Paige. <laughs> <laughs> I learned at work that math sucks. And that Paige, oh, there's some interesting things. <laughs> uh, um, no, when I just said boundaries are very important. Um... And once they're set in place, they need to be respected. Like, if you were setting boundaries with your other co-parent, like, be it, like, you know, for an example, like, um, it really depends on the relationship you're in with this. So, use an example. Pick an issue. Pick an issue. So, like, the steps of kind of, like, breaking down this boundary situation. Step one, identify the issue. So... Mm -hmm. Generally, and you can think of this, but, like, think of what would make you uncomfortable, feel powerless. This can be something that's happened recently or it could be something that happened years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think a good boundary, some, so maybe talking, if there's things you don't feel comfortable speaking about with that other co-parent, you need to lay out that boundary saying, like, I don't want to talk, like, this isn't mm-hmm. something that I don't feel comfortable talking about. Yeah. And that's something you need to respect. When we're talking in person, on the phone, like, whatever. Yep. It doesn't matter. Like, it can be anything. Yep. And there maybe needs to be even, like, um, maybe it's, I don't know. I guess an example, like, for me would have been when, like, early years. Because that was kind of a little bit when things were more tense for our relationship as co-parents. But for me, I guess a boundary that I would have set back then that emotionally protected myself and made me feel a little bit more in control was, and, like, we all know how I felt about what happened. And, like, I felt deserted by Kaylee and she felt hurt by me and it was a back and forth thing. But I wanted to protect myself. So I didn't want her to know what was going on in my life. Mm -hmm. So I set the boundary with Brady that that information was not to be shared. Because the issue, step one, was that I felt... Like, in, un, like, I wasn't in control. I felt insecure. And I just didn't feel respected at the time. And the way to protect that was to not give or divulge any information. Mm-hmm. And how did I make sure that happened? Well, he understood the severity of what I was asking. And he asked me at certain points, can I start sharing this information? And I did start to let boundaries down then. But I was also in a lot better of a headspace. Mm-hmm. So that would be my example. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good a good example of protected yourself yep and especially like being on the step parent side like Kaylee is starting to understand this a little more because she's seeing this side of it but mm-hmm. it's a whole different ball game like you have to protect yourself because you're already at a disadvantage like well especially when the other co-parent is not as like our like you're in my relationship now it it is not like anything else I've ever seen. No. Um, but I mean, if I we have... look back at what it was. No, like, I know. It like, could have been 10 levels of crazy if we let it. It could have been a shitstorm. Yeah. But like, but yeah, now I'm seeing it. It's, it's, it's hard when you don't have the relationship and when it's there, there isn't a ton of respect from, you know. Yep. And then, and. 
it's hard when you're at odds with the person you're supposed to be working together as a team with. Mm-hmm. And sometimes in order to get around that, you have to find that boundary. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was emotionally disengaging. And mm-hmm. that was my boundary. And that was yeah. what I set. And that's what worked for me. And that's what made you happy with the situation. Yeah. And like you, good. you set a boundary too. Like we went from like being friends, going on nail dates. And we were still doing that even after Brie and I moved out. And then all of a sudden it was like, Paige, I need my space. And that was your boundary. And you said that, and that was that, and then we didn't speak for four years. <laughs> and we didn't, I didn't get out of the car at drop-off. I didn't pick him up at school. So, like, that was your boundary, and that was, like, yeah. a hard line. And then yeah. I think that boundaries change over time, too. Yeah, well, I kind of started to see, like, okay, well, I guess they're staying together. She's not going anywhere. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> so, ah. Uh, uh, guess we can be friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! She has to teach him homeschooling during COVID. God damn it! <laughs> damn. But I think that that's really key. So I guess for me, like I, I'm that person that I'm very analytical and I see things in stages. So like I always say, identify the issue. So what is making you feel powerless? What is making you feel insecure? What is making you feel like you're not in control of your situation? Mm-hmm. So identify. Mm-hmm. And then create that boundary. So whatever that thing is, what do you need in order to feel enough again? Yeah. And then you need to talk to your spouse about that boundary. Mm-hmm. So, like, they're your partner in crime. You have chosen to be with this person. You have to set it in motion. You have to be like, so, I am not comfortable with this and this is why. Yeah. And I will not accept it. Yep. And then you enforce it. And don't let it go because that is your level of self-respect. Mm-hmm. So that's me and my analytical thinking, the four steps to creating a boundary. Because that's just me. And that's what I do. You've got like, wow. It's way over my head. Kaylee's like, I did not come with these notes. I came <sighs> with examples of things. Kaylee is not prepared, guys. I mean, this isn't new. <laughs> <laughs> Paige comes with like a, a like written like analytical thing and Kaylee's like I made some notes and I'm like great let's share them yeah like I'm 100% your side piece here I'm I'm really trying I'm here for the the, the yuck yucks and I've got some information <laughs> hey you know what though to bounce ideas off each other and to share it that's what this is all about well, that's true I could also make you more prepared but I mean you could be sitting in here talking to yourself so also yes also <laughs> awkward I could be talking to Macy you could, but she's not much for conversation. No, she's not. She's, she's doing to the cat. Staring at the cat right now. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> but I mean, I think, I really do think, I think there's boundaries with your kids. I think there's boundaries with your fellow co-parents. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that there's a lot of different levels. And I think that oftentimes, like, we are scared to make a boundary. Because, like, I personally felt for a long time that my needs weren't as important as the whole situation mm-hmm. and that is part of just me like I am like that in life yeah but especially when it came to co-parenting like the priority was always the child first yes and it was always Corbin and it never was my intention to make it anything less than that but the issue with that is you do forget your own wants needs and desires along the way and if you're not careful you lose yourself. Mm-hmm. That's one of the worst things I think you could do is lose yourself because then, like, who are you? 
Yeah, and like, I'm gonna be honest, you have to be one badass girl to be a mom or a stepmom in a co-parenting relationship. Because let's be real, the guys just sit there having a beer and like, clink it off. Girls are so much harder to deal with. Yeah. Like, not everybody is like us. And you couldn't sit here and have this conversation with some people. Think back to elementary school and how mean girls were. Girls were awful. Even high school. How mean girls are. Like, Mm -hmm. it is not... Girls were never anybody that I wanted to be friends with. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Because... This is why I have animals. Right? (laughs) Really? Because girls were either, like, mean or just full of drama. And I feel like that's still the case. Like, and that's... Yes. I think that ultimately, like, we got very fortunate in that all of us had the same common goal. Mm-hmm. We all worked towards that goal. And while working towards that goal, we were able to still maintain some level of self-identity and yeah. self-care and self-respect mm-hmm. and keep an amicable relationship. It took a while to get there, but... Yeah. I mean... I think that that's key. And I think that our, like, the boundaries that we had put in place were what allowed that to happen in the way it did. Yeah. Yeah, definitely me having my space for a bit, definitely. I think that helped me mentally. I know you making your boundaries, that definitely helped. I think it it gave us time. Yep, for sure. What else you got in those notes? Man, you know... I took this to a whole other level, I know, but, like, it's okay. (laughs) Is it okay? It's okay. Well, like, I took a boundary, like, okay, so, you know how some co-parent relationships aren't, like, very, there might be a lot of arguing or disagreements. Mm -hmm. And maybe, um... Maybe you need a boundary of, um, hmm. I feel like I'm playing categories here. You are. <laughs> um, so here's, here's, <laughs> here's the situation. Here's the situation. Let's say I have the kids today. You and you're, you're my, you're my co-parent. Yeah. I have the kids this weekend. Now, since I have the kids, if I call you, mm-hmm. are you going to pick up the phone? Because I have the kids. Yeah, probably. Okay. That's an agreement that we'll have between the two of us. Yes. That if I have them and I need to call you, you're going to pick up the phone. Yeah. If I don't have them. Yeah. But I have them. And you have them. You will call me if there's an issue. Yeah. Like, I feel like, I think every parenting situation is different. But if that is your boundary, mm-hmm. then that's your boundary. Mm-hmm. But if I don't have them, I sh- shouldn't, I don't need to call you. Yep. There's no requirement for me to call you. Unless you want to talk to the kids. Yeah. Yep. And that's kind of a boundary, I think. I know some co-parents should have, and maybe some do have. Yeah. Just because any kind of conversation that is had could lead to some kind of an argument. Um, and I think it's a good, 
be better that way. Now, I've never had that relationship. I feel like that in a confrontational yeah. or like a more parallel yes. um, parenting style, yeah. I think that that is probably the best method. Yeah. Because like in both cases, like you should emotionally disengage. Yeah. Um, and I think especially in like the conflicted parenting, like mm-hmm. that is so high conflict, high controversy, high argument mm-hmm. that that should be a boundary because the time that each of you have with your kids, I think is the time to enjoy that time. Exactly. Now, I do think that the, when there's issues to be dealt with, there needs to be a conversation. And it doesn't sure. matter who the kids are with. Sure. But maybe set up a time that is amicable for when both. When the, the kids are in bed or they're... At school. At school or they're watching a TV program and you've got 20 minutes that... Yeah. You can step into another room or outside or... And I also think in that case, like, you need to prephrase with what you are going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Because the other person needs to be prepared, especially if you're on a limited time. Yeah. Because it doesn't need to be an argument. It can be a conversation. No. Yeah. Not everything has to be an argument. It does not need to be confrontational. No. You don't need the other parent to get their back up. No. Because that's not productive. And how is that going to get anywhere for these children? No. It's not going to be good for either of you mentally because then you're getting yourself worked up and... The kids are going to see that. Exactly. You're going to come back into the house or back into the room and, you know, all disheveled or upset or... And then... And then what's your disposition going to be like with them? Like, are you still going to be happy-go-lucky mommy or daddy? Or are you going to be kind of cranky mommy or daddy? Yeah. Which isn't fair to their children. Yeah. To see them like that. No, exactly. And I think, like, you have to learn to control your emotions. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, that is part of adulting. Mm Mm-hmm. You learn to control your emotions. Mm -hmm. If you talk to somebody in that kind of emotional way at a workplace... You're likely going to get written up. Uh Or at least a warning of some kind. Like, it just is what it is. Yeah. But, I mean, I think that that is a really good boundary for parents who are in those conflicted relationships. Yeah. And I think that, unfortunately, the conflicted ones and, like, the confrontational co-parenting relationships that occur need way more boundaries than the ones that are cooperative and even parallel. Because even the parallel ones... Like, you already know that you're emotionally disengaged. You have some consistency between the households. But yeah, for the but most part, like, you're not sharing what you ate for lunch. No. Right? Like, it's not it's not no. that kind yeah. of situation. Yeah. So I think it's very different. And mm-hmm. that's important to recognize. Like, boundaries, like we said, we kind of started off in, like, the parallel parenting relationship. Mm-hmm. And we're more cooperative now. And I would say that our boundaries have changed. Yeah. And that's okay. And that's, I think, healthy. I think so. I agree. I concur. You concur? I concur. Mm. But yeah, I think that's it for boundaries. So I guess the biggest thing is also knowing, like, that it's okay to set those. It's okay to set a boundary and be, (laughs) oh, bless you. (laughs) Are you done? Yeah, I'm done. Okay. Thank you. Sorry about that. Um... I think it's it's okay. Like, you're respecting yourself. And mm-hmm. I think that that's, unfortunately, a lot of the stigma around a boundary is that people often think that you're doing it out of, like, being mean or, you know, not... it's There's no valid reason. Mm-hmm. I think people often think that, like, oh, she's just being childish or he's just being temperamental. No, a boundary is set for a reason. 
Yeah, because you respect yourself and yeah, you need that to stay sane. Yeah. But I think there's no issue with that. Like I said earlier, it's not about being an ultimatum and it's not about being a punishment. Mm-hmm. Stop it. Sorry. Well, she's clearly tired of our boundaries conversation, guys, so we'll wrap this one up for now. (laughs) So as many of you know, both Kaylee and I are equestrians, and we decided to kind of branch out and add a bit of an equestrian segment into our weekly podcast because, well, they're a huge part of our lives. Yeah. We have three of them. (laughs) (laughs) So um, for those of you that don't know me um, or don't know my riding, I guess... I have been a rider since I can remember. I used to run an equestrian boarding facility until COVID hit, and then I closed it. And Kaylee works for Spruce Attack. Woo-hoo. So she, I'm her side piece in this case because <laughs> she brings home the goods. <laughs> <laughs> we need this. Oh, okay. I got this. <laughs> she clothes, supplements, and clothes me oh, and the horses. God damn. Yeah. So, um, but I have... Lots of stories I could share, but I'm actually going to share some really exciting news that I'm excited for because it's January and, you know, we all have, like, that excitement of, like, something new for the year. But I have a six-year-old, well, coming six-year-old, Dutch Harness Mare, who I have had since she was three. And I bought her sight unseen and she came pregnant and it was, like, a whole thing. Like, (laughs) I remember the day I brought her home and... My girlfriend, Emma, said to me, are you sure she's pregnant? I'm like, well, she was spraying milk everywhere, so I'm thinking she's pregnant. (laughs) And lo and behold, a month later, she gave birth to Bentley. (laughs) So I had to give her lots of time off. Now, she's a really big horse. And for those of you that are not equestrians, like, we're talking big. Like, I'm 5'2", and her withers, which would be, like, the crest in her neck. Well, not crest in her neck, but, like, the, what is that thing at the back of your neck? Like, at the base of your skull. I can't think of that. Uh, that would be the equivalent to her withers. Yeah. Um. So her head is like way above mine. And I am 5'2". And she is huge. Anyways, she, and because she is this big and she had a baby so young, her development was like really stunted. So it has taken her a while to grow into her joints and things like that. And it's really important that you look after those things. Mm-hmm. Because in the long run, if you ride them too soon, you can create more damage. Yeah. So... I decided to branch out tonight, and I got to talk to Davina Warner from, um, I don't even remember what her business is called anymore. All I know is she's awesome, and <laughs> I love her, and Dee, if you're listening to this, you don't know how excited I am. So, I have been watching her programs over the last little while, and her and I actually did um, the first Accelerators program together with Jessica Parr, and she was in that group, and we got to know each other, and I really just loved her energy. And I think something can be said when you meet someone and you're just drawn to their energy, you need to take that person in. Mm -hmm. Like, you need to get to know that person. Mm -hmm. And she was one of a couple of the girls that I was like, I need to be friends with her. (laughs) (laughs) And she's probably laughing at this right now because she's probably like, Paige, (laughs) what the hell? But anyways, um, she was just really inspiring and I really enjoyed conversations with her. And after the program, I was like, nah, I need her in my life. And I was like, you know what? Like, I really just need some direction. So I got on a call with her tonight and we talked about Pippa and all of the intricacies of her and, you know, what I want to do with her and, you know, some of the issues I've had because I've had some pretty scary falls and I've had been kicked in the head and, 
like I've, I've had some really big life things happen in horses and it's really set me back and I've never been an unconfident person with horses. Um, but I don't believe in my ability anymore. And that's half my battle with going out to the barn right now because I'm like, what am I doing? Like, is it even worth it? Um, cause I have this young horse and she has so much potential, but yeah. like, what do you do? Like, yeah. Where do you start? So we're at, we're at this like base, base layer. Now what, what, where do we go? Well, and like this base layer that's so green, like we've walked trotted under saddle, but that's about it because her joints weren't closed enough. Mm -hmm. And in fairness, like I just didn't feel like I was being challenged enough with the help I had or like that I couldn't do it cause I didn't have anyone there to help me. Yeah. So um, Davina's coming up with an amazing plan for me and we're going to work together over the next couple months and really get things going. And like, she knows like my big goal, like this is side note pages, like horse lifestyle <laughs> dream. I really want to go South for a winter. Like I really want to have a horse that I can take South and enjoy being in the warmth and not here in this goddamn frigid cold. And she knows this because I divulged this to her. So this <laughs> is going to be my ass kick. Because she laughed and she's like, you're amazing and you're going to be going advanced by the end of the year. And I was like, mm, I think you're on glue, but it's okay. But she <laughs> has belief in me, so I have belief in myself. Um, so I'm really, really excited to work with her. Like, she is just so... You have to find... I guess this is where I'm going with this, guys. You have to find the people that work in your circle. Mm -hmm. And who want to see the best in you. And I read a quote the other day that says, Your circle should be filled with people who lift you up, not bring you down. They should be filled with people who, you know, are all about you, that want to push you to be higher and better. And I feel like 2023 is that year of that shift for me. Like, that shift of, okay, this is where it's going. Yeah. And, like, I've already started to find, like, I'm working with Jessica Parr again and Accelerators too. I'm now working with Davina. I'm starting to work with Nardine on some physio for my knee. Like, I'm, I'm taking steps to work with people that are, Vibrating the same energy that I am. It's crazy. Mm. Yeah. Vibrate. Vibrate. <laughs> but it's really cool and I'm really excited. So I'm excited to share over the next little while the developments in our story mm -hmm. and how it goes. And even the way we grow. Yep. Absolutely. Because my life's about to change in 17 days. <sighs> don't remind me. Ah! I don't know that I'm ready for that change yet. You know you're just going to come to my house to record shit. Yeah, or you're going to be here. Yeah. Or we're going to have to figure out how to Zoom record this shit. <laughs> so if you haven't figured out yet, guys, I am not technologically inclined and this is a work in progress and we are working at it. Yeah. But we will figure it out. We've got it. We, we will get, we get it handled. But on the level of, like, energizing yourself, like, Kaylee, I think, like, you're at that point, too. Like, you're figuring out who you need around you to bring you up and lift you up and make you that better person and better version of yourself. I really am. I've had some very intense conversations with some people that I've got to, i got to figure out who, who I can, who I need to keep, as, trying to weed out some things. Yeah. And I think that's valid as you grow older and wiser and you reach a different level of your life like that's normal well I'm growing in like a different direction it almost feels and and you know some people are either staying put or they're growing in a different direction and I just I'm not 
it's fine. Mm-hmm. Growing apart is just a part of growing up. Being yeah, being human. Mm-hmm. Not everyone stays around, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, like for you, you've had a lot of life changes in the last year. Yeah. I feel like 2022 was like your year of change. Oh. And this is your year of growth. Oh. I think this is your year of growth. I hope so. Like changing, like growth follows change. Mm-hmm. Because you were like shocked to shit in the last year with all the stuff that had happened to you. Mm-hmm. And I That's think true. now you're going to grow from that. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of unanswered questions, but I mean, sometimes you just got to like put those away. Yep. And move on. Yeah, I think you're right. It's amazing the things that come up in this podcast. Mm. Very deep. Deep. So deep. Wow, my soul. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just love that line. <laughs> I still I can't I still can't get it out of my head. This the the Anna Elsa, Elsa Sven Samantha <laughs> Samantha. <laughs> I don't even know a Samantha. Elsa? <laughs> do you want to build a snowman? <laughs> or ride our bikes around the hall? So in case you guys didn't notice, know this. So as a blended family and the way that we amicably like do things, we have decided to like share accounts. So like we share Kayla's Disney account. Well, it's on hers. And... She created my character and her character, and she decided she is Elsa because she is the older one with blonde hair, yeah. and I am Anna because I am the yeah, older one. Just to make sense. So now I just run around the house screaming, "Elsa, do you want to build a snowman?" <laughs> Elsa. Or the adult version, "Do you want to start drinking?" I know it's only noon. <laughs> well, the, actually, yesterday it was only like ten thirty. <laughs> Mimosas are okay. It's okay, fine. Do you need an adult beverage? Right? <laughs> we are not alcoholics. We just enjoy mimosas on a Sunday. Nothing okay? wrong with that. It's healthy. It is healthy. It's like Bailey's in your coffee, except I don't drink coffee, so mimosas it is. You just gotta make it. Yeah, it's fine. Make it work. People say I'm fucked because I won't drink coffee, but it just doesn't taste good. Yeah, but you're either a coffee person or you're a tea person. And I'm 100% a tea person. Or, or you don't drink it at all. Like, there's... But I also can't, like, I don't know what it is. I just can't duplicate a steep tea from Tim Hortons. I just can't mm-hmm. do it. I don't know what it is. I have tried. Jackie, though, my friend Jackie, mm-hmm. she can emulate a good freaking steep tea. And I don't know what her secret is, but girl, let me tell you, church on Sundays at the trailer, steep tea is the thing. Am I invited to church this year? Mm, I don't know. Yeah, of course you're invited to church. <laughs> Actually, you need to take this up with Reverend Mo. Oh, fuck. <laughs> That's it. Mo! <laughs> right? Oh. Mo will let me come to church. Yeah, probably. He likes me. <laughs> Nun Jackie's pretty cool, too. I like Jackie. Yeah, she's pretty neat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. So, anyways, this really started as me sharing my news about Pippa, but... I was really excited, and we, well, though we digress, mm-hmm. yes, that that was my fun. So be sure to stay tuned on updates for that. 